Hi, everybody. My name is Scott Levin, and I am the founding partner at San Diego Divorce Mediation and Family Law, and I am a professional peacekeeper and mediator. And today, we are blessed to have Dr. Linda Altus, PhD, with us. Hi, hi Dr. Altus. Hello, Attorney Levin. Hi. Dr. Altus is a licensed psychologist in San Diego. She has worked with families going through divorce since 2000, and she has the most incredible reputation um, as we both live in San Diego. She's really an incredible resource. She is the former president of the San Diego Psychological Association, along with many other accolades. And uh, she has uh, given us a few minutes today to, to talk in depth about parenting plans. Now, parenting plans for people going through divorce and post-divorce, it's a, it's a huge part of the process. It's also possibly the most emotional part of the process. So there's a lot of feelings and um, there's a lot of issues re regard, re around parenting plans. And I thought that having Dr. Altus uh, talk us through some of these issues and really focusing on the health and well-being of the children would be a valuable few minutes for all of us. So um, thank you again, Dr. Altus. And, and in terms of parenting plans, uh, if you don't mind, if we start, what, what does the research tell us about how to, how to best structure these plans uh, for the betterment of children? Well, thank you for asking that question. And thank you for inviting me to do this interview, because I really do want to share the information and the research we have about parenting plans. All parents really wanted what's best for their children. And need to know that our research very, very strongly supports um, children having regular ongoing contact with each parent as the most important factor. So we want children to be seeing each parent on a regular basis. Um, there's no one really right parenting plan, which we'll get into in a minute, but we want to have that as a goal, to maintain regular ongoing contact. Um, the other strong research that we have is that children's adjustment to divorce and post-divorce is directly related to the parent's level of conflict. So when uh, parents are able to interact civilly, support the children's relationship with the other parent, the children actually do quite well. Um, now, that, uh, that said, we know, and you have certainly seen, every, parent, every couple going through a divorce has some level of disagreement, conflict, disappointment with each other. Um, and that is pretty typical. But what we do is we ask the parents to protect their children from that conflict. Uh, do not get into uh, disputes, disagreements at exchanges when you're exchanging the children. Don't let the children overhear your uh, telephone calls. That's one of the reasons I really love uh, mediation because it gives the parents a forum to work out their conflicts and disagreements and learn how to better communicate uh, with each other which is critical uh, for the children's adjustment, frankly. 
Yes, yeah, so knowing that the goals of uh, continual and ongoing contact and the minimization of tension and openness and the openness of conflict between co-parents, um, what can you tell us about particular parenting plans that help accomplish those goals? Um, and if you don't mind sharing some examples that, that you often recommend, that would be wonderful. You know, um, many parents come to me and want to know what is the very best parenting plan? What should they do? And we don't have a one-size-fits-all kind of solution. Whatever parenting plan you come up with needs to work with the parents' schedules and the children's schedule. Now, we do live in a what's called a 50-50 state. Our goal is to have you know, about equal parenting time for each parent. But interestingly, our research doesn't show that 50-50 parenting time is any better than 60-40 parenting plan. Um, remember, our goal is regular ongoing contact with each parent. And once the parenting time drops below, say, roughly a third of the time, it's just hard to have enough contact to know what's happening in your child's life on a day-to-day -day ongoing basis. So one of the plans um, that we see is, and it sounds complicated, it actually is more straightforward than it sounds, um, is a 5225 plan. And what this means is that the children are with one parent every Monday, Tuesday, with the other parent every Wednesday, Thursday, and then the parents alternate weekends. And the way you get that five is that during one week, the children are with one parent Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The next weekend, uh, the next week, they're with the other parent Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Now, one of the reasons I like this plan is you, the children and the parents know where the children will be on any day. So the children get a sense of, oh, this is a day with my mom or with my dad. Parents are able to schedule doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, and know where the children will be on that day. So it, it's an easy way um, to remember the schedule, mm -hmm. which I think is important. Uh, the, another schedule that we see sometimes is um, 3443, and there are many variations of this plan that I always have to look up because I can't remember it. And I worry about this plan because if I can't remember it, how does an eight-year-old remember where they are which week? One of the simplest ways to do a um, three four, uh, four, three schedule um, is to split the weekends. And this actually works for many families. You know, we don't always have to have every other weekend. Uh, some parents clearly like to travel or go camping and go out of town, but other families say, you know, we're just here <clears throat> on the weekend and I would love to have one weekend day every week. So you can do this this type of, it is another type of 50-50 plan, um, where 
one parent has the children every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. The other parent has the children every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you can alternate weekends. And er, I'm sorry, alternate Wednesdays, not weekends. And that is a 50-50 split. If actually one parent always has that Wednesday because of work schedule or other considerations, it's a 60-40 split. So they both work. Um, you can look up online other ways to do this 3443, four, three, which I said I could never remember, um, and, and see what works for your family. Because more important, it's more important to have a schedule that actually works for the parents and the children than to have some model that is sort of standard in the community. So. Yeah, I agree. And if one of the parents wants to go out of town with the kids on the 3443 three, uh, for the weekend, um, I think that, uh, you know, plans can be uh, temporarily altered and days can be traded uh, through open communication uh, between the parents. Absolutely. Um, that is the sort of keystone of every successful parenting plan to have flexibility and to be able to make changes depending on what's going on uh, in the family. So um, you can actually put that into your parenting plan if you have this split weekend that every month or two each parent can request a full weekend uh, and that the children will get to have a full weekend with each parent. Now the other thing is that things come up unexpectedly parents get sick. That's something we're all thinking about right now. And might be a good time to have the children just go to the other parent uh, while one parent is ill. Sometimes, now it used to happen in the past, not so much now, but it will happen again. Extended family uh, members visit. And we want the children always to be able to see their extended family members. And so, all plans, I think, that work well have good communication, the ability to be flexible, the ability to trade days or times. Um, those are sort of a hallmark uh, of successful plans. Oh, you know, there's one 50 50 uh, plan that we didn't talk about, um, actually, because I don't like it so much, but Parents often come up with, well, let's just do week on, week off. That seems pretty straightforward. And the reason I'm not a big fan of that plan is because it's a long time for children to go without seeing one of their parents. And it's also a long time for parents to go without seeing their children. Now, that said, I do think week on, week off plans work um, with teenagers sometimes who have a whole many, many um, books to transport, sports equipment, music equipment, and the moving back and forth between homes just gets cumbersome. Mm -hmm. Now, teenagers have a better sense of time. They are better able to stay in touch with their parents than 
younger elementary school children. So I do think that sometimes it's a workable model for families with teenage children. Yeah, no, I think that was incredibly, uh, incredibly valuable information. And let me um, just briefly put a plug in for the benefits of mediation um, in terms of the flexibility, uh, because parents post-divorce are going to have to communicate with each other in a way um, that's respectful uh, and to the point, uh, but they're going to have to trade days and things will come up. You cannot 100% of the time honor just your days. Things will come up, vacations, other things that we're going to talk about in a moment, sickness. Um, and through mediation, um, co-parents learn how to discuss and communicate. And um, the alternative of litigation is that, uh, you know, what I often tell people is that your lawyers aren't going to be there in four years when you are post-divorce and in need of communicating with your with your former spouse about your about your kids and, and the parenting plan. So I think it's really important that people learn that commu those communication skills uh, during the mediation process, which um, affords them that opportunity. Um, in terms of younger kids, let me ask you, uh, kids that are not yet elementary school age, are there different considerations for those younger um, kids than and, and would those plans um, change in light of the in light of that younger age absolutely thank you for um, bringing that up um, younger children have very special needs and we have special parenting plans that address the needs of infants toddlers preschool children um, we do not expect these very young children to be able to manage a 50-50 split like we can do with elementary school age children. Um, I think it's a topic that is probably addressed at another time, but overall we're looking at a step-up plan where, which will gradually move into a more equal uh, parenting time for each parent. And we're also very focused on the developmental needs of the child. And you know, with toddlers and infants and preschoolers, that um, is quite variable. So these plan, parenting plans for the younger uh, children under five need to be very, very carefully crafted. Also, I think they require an incredible amount of flexibility and communication between the parents, um, which is obviously best handled in, through mediation. Um, because these children um, just have very special needs. They're moving quickly through developmental stages, and it requires a, a great deal of communication uh, between the parents. Yeah, no, no doubt. And it, and it requires the parents to be uh, focused on the health and well-being of their kids first, which is sometimes difficult for people uh, because it sometimes means that they'll see those younger kids a little bit less than they would like to. Um, and I think that uh, that's an important point you've made, so thank you. Um, in terms of another aspect of parenting plans that is, uh, can be hotly contested at times uh, that I'd like to talk uh, briefly about are 
uh, holidays, vacations, special occasions, um, family traditions. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about um, the ideal way that, uh, that those sort of uh, days and events can be split um, and how you prefer to set those up. Well, you know, this is actually very hard for every family um, because we're talking about holidays, special occasions, parents' birthdays, children's birthdays, and everybody wants to be with their children on holidays and special occasions. And so there are different ways of approaching this. Um, you can share the holiday, you can split it. So that the children see each parent on um, the holiday or their birthday. You can alternate them. So this year you have Thanksgiving, next year I have Thanksgiving, or you can trade them. Um, sometimes we see families where one parent loves Halloween and the other parent loves the 4th of July. And so you can just say, okay, every year you get the 4th of July and I get Halloween. Um, when we're looking at holiday and, and uh, special occasion times and school breaks, we look at what have the family traditions been, uh, because we want to keep those intact as much as possible. Uh, if the family has a tradition, every spring break we go visit your family, every Thanksgiving week we visit my family, we kind of, if the children are used to that pattern, we'd like to keep that going. So holidays are also times we look at the extended family and how to incorporate them into the children's lives. It's also, though, a time to create new traditions because the holidays won't be the way they were if we're splitting them, trading them, alternating them. So it is a time for parents to come up with new traditions that they can start with their children and with their extended family. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, really great points. Um, let me tell you, I mean, the big topic on everyone's mind, uh, especially with in, in California, schools will start closed and with distance learning. Um, I am working from home. I never worked from home before. <laughs> so I loved getting out to my office. Uh, but I'm working from home 90% uh, of the time. Uh, so, and my wife's a frontline worker. So, um, so she is uh, out of the home. So we've in large, you know, kind of reversed roles uh, to a great extent. Do you think, and, and if so, how do you think that COVID-19 is affecting, you know, the parenting plans and, and the ideal setups of those plans? You know, this is putting a tremendous uh, strain on families. And as you know, it is very hard to work from home while parenting your children. I mean, it's just difficult. And so what I am seeing is an increased need for communication, support, cooperation. I am seeing parents uh, talk with each other about, I have an important meeting on this day. Can you watch the children? And hey, I've got this obligation. Can you cover for me? And really, I think that children benefit when the parents are able to support each other, 
cooperate, communicate, be flexible, not worry about percentages at this time. Let's just get our work covered, our children cared for, and figure out how we're going to do this. Um, and recognizing that these are very, very challenging, different, difficult times. Um, it, it's really a tremendous strain on families and a time when I think we really all have to step up and help each other out to parent the children and to get our work done. Yeah. I think that's incredible advice. And I think everyone listening today understands now why Dr. Altus is a leader in this industry. Uh, she is someone that I rely on for my clients and so many others do. Um, just a true, uh, uh, an unbelievable resource for anyone in California that is uh, in need of, of uh, her expertise. Uh, Dr. Altus, how um, do you prefer people contact you if they're interested in, in discussing your services? Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. But you can always contact me through my website, which is just lindaaltus.com, L-I-N-D-A-A-L-T like Tom, E like Edward, S like Sam.com. Or you can call my office at 858-824-1914. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Altus, for joining us. I know uh, in coordinating this that your time is limited um, and I just can't tell you how much I appreciate uh, you spending a few minutes and um, I'm sure uh, anyone listening um, gained a lot of valuable information and although this was just 20 or 30 minutes of discussion there's certainly a lot more um, that we could go into greater depth about but um, I think this was incredibly helpful uh, and I just greatly appreciate your time thank you so much for joining me well, thank you for asking me to do this. I really appreciate the opportunity. Okay. Thank I will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Bye.